Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Journey to the Top podcast, the show where we follow people's journey to reaching their goals. My name is Juan Carlos. And I'm the other Juan. And on today's episode, we have a special treat for you. We're going to be talking about the four qualities that Juan and I have that we believe are helping us to level up and to grow in our lives right now in our journey to become better. So we're going to be sharing those top four qualities with you guys today. But before we get to any of the good stuff, just a reminder of where you guys can find you guys can find us and listen to this podcast. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, Radio Public, and Overcast. If you're on Google, please subscribe. If you're on iTunes, go to the podcast. I what is it? Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Rate us, judge us, let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you like it, if you love it, if you hate it, let us know. Um heck yeah, you do it anyway, so just let us know. Let us know what let us know how you feel. We'll definitely get back to you guys. And then we're also on the gram. We cannot be, we are, can't be off social media. We're on the Instagram, the IG, whatever you want to call it. We're at Journey to the Top Podcast. Right then and there, there will be a link to all our other social media platforms, including our own personal ones. If you want to get to know us, see how our journey is going, give us a follow. But make sure to follow our Instagram for sure. Turn on your post notifications as well. We're going to about to spam it if you, just kidding. <laughs> out. No, no, that's fine. So we're going to talk about the top four qualities that Juan and I possess that are helping us to level up. And the way that this came up was we were talking about a lot of the changes that we've been going through kind of in our journeys and, and how we're different than we were maybe a year ago mm-hmm. or even uh, even six months ago. Right. Yeah. Um, what has changed between us? And, and we kind of started to sit down and think about what are the qualities that we have that are helping us to progress in our journeys. And we also, uh, you know, ask the help of some of our friends uh, to kind of help us to see is like, what qualities do you guys see in us um, that uh, that has been a change or that, that we possess that we might not be able to see? Because I think sometimes you are who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, your personality is, you know, what it is. Um, and the people that you affect the most with your personality are others, right? Um, people that aren't yourself. So it was interesting to kind of get a take on what do they see in us when they look at us? What, what are the things that they're catching and stuff? So uh, we compiled it into this list of four and we decided to do these four. Four is like a weird number. They're like, how come we didn't do five? The reason why it's four is because um, these are the ones that we actually had in common. Um, there's much more. Not just yeah. saying we only have four qualities, but these are the ones that we had in common. Uh, and so we wanted to talk about that and why we feel that these are uh, really integral uh, for our journey and, and just the kind of mindset that you need to have uh, in order to start making real changes in your life and to move forward to reaching your goals. So we'll start off with number one. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, this is a really difficult one for me. I didn't get this. I didn't have this any. I didn't have this way back then, but I'm working on it now. And that's empathy. Empathy. Just saying it is like. <laughs> just gives me shivers down your yeah, spine yeah man because that's not me that wasn't me mm-hmm. um before um i was raised um not trying to bash on my parents or anything i love them to death and i do anything for them but since i was young i think the way i raised in a sense the way i viewed problems or the way i viewed issues at least personally was get up get over it somebody has it worse and i'm not gonna lie and it's sure maybe it's not the healthiest thing to be 15 year old in high school hey uh, your parents splitting up get up get over it someone has it worse at least you have your parents you know but and because of that through high school i wasn't able to really 
Like, if people were, like, going through a tough time, I didn't care. Because, oh, someone has the worst. You know, get up. If I'm able to do it, you're able to do that, too, as well. But it wasn't until I started um, socializing in the in the church and our youth groups that I started to realize, you know what? If I'm trying to be more like Jesus, I'm trying to be more Christ-like, I have to be more empathetic. And when I was, like, even 20, even to when I was 20 years old, you know, uh, deep in the faith, deep into my prayer life, and nothing was happening. It wasn't until, obviously, with the whole mindset, it started me realizing, you know what? You need to chill, you know, because no one else is like you out there like for, for good or for bad, you know. And you people are going through something and you need to help. In a sense, you need to realize that and learn how to, in a sense, suffer with them the way Jesus would was suffering with you and the way he wants you to suffer with others. And I think when I was 21, I started realizing that my confirmation kids had a lot of like like heavy problems. And I was like, you guys are going through this in high school like, dang. Like, I tip my hat off to you guys. like, And it started because it was personal because these are people that I cared about. They were obviously, you're a teacher and you're teaching them whatever. And like, oh, I'm your teacher. But then they're also people that you come to care about because they come to you with the problems. And it wasn't until then when I asked them, hey, God, I want to be empathetic. It wasn't until I asked them for that. All right. You want it? Here you go, bro. You got 20 kids who are all coming from broken families, divorce, whatever. You wanted it. Learn. Yeah, and it wasn't until like my second confirmation class that I was like, "Oh, I get it," mm-hmm. and I started being more. Even my teaching style changed. I was like, "Okay, you guys are all going through stuff. Sorry if I offended you guys, but let's get through this together. I'm here for whatever you guys need." And sure enough, hey Juan, we're going through this. Hey, this is what's going on with me and my family. You know, won't be here for like two weeks, but I'm, I'm gonna come after that. And it came to the point that it brought tears to my eyes. Like, dang, this is what people are going through. Wow. Yeah, and. It just made me realize that, dang, that I was that someone that people were looking to talk to. Like, in a sense, maybe I'm not the, I'm a, I'm a great person, but I'm not the best. But the fact that they trusted me with their problems, like, when they, they saw me, they thought of, like, Jesus, thought of God. And I was, like, humbling, like, oh, you're coming to me with this. Like, wow. And I'll definitely be praying for you. And it wasn't until that that I started to realize, you know, I need to be more empathetic because the people that I love can't come to me if the way that I am. Yeah. Like, there came a point where my little brother got had a rosary, just a regular rosary. My little brother Marcos, he ripped it, and I got home from school, and he was crying. He was like, "Juan, no, don't, don't, like, don't be mad." He was like, legit. He was crying not because he broke my rosary, but because he was afraid of me. Mm. And it hit me then. It was like I was nineteen, twenty, and I was like, "Oh, I need to change the way I my perspective on things. I need to change the way I am, especially when it comes to like other people's problems." Yeah. And this one hit me hard like these past year. And now it's like, okay, now I'm learning to realize, oh, that's what empathy is. Oh, okay, it's not that bad. It's, if you, for me, it took me asking, it took me like, what, five years being in the church to actually get it? (laughs) And it's still something that it's a constant struggle. At least for me, empathy, I have to work at it, but I know it's worth it. Yeah. It's humbling. Empathy leads to selflessness, which leads to humility. And, um, And it's all packaged up into one. And what empathy does is because you're able to really be in those situations with those people, because most of the time uh, you've been there yourself. So you can relate like on a different level than just, I feel sympathetic towards you or, or, you know, uh, I'm compassionate towards you or stuff like that. But really being empathetic, it makes you think of the other person first. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I think we need more of that just in the world in general and stuff like that. You know, people are so like, self-centered and into themselves and not thinking of oh like how you're saying it's like people out there have it worse some people don't even think about that anymore you know and not only people out there have it worse but the people around me are going through things 
you know, and um, maybe, you know, like your little brother, they're just afraid to go up to you because they're like, well, they're not going to be nice to me or they, you know, they're not empathetic. He's never showed any sign of empathy towards me, so I'm not going to tell him anything, but they could be hurting inside. But when you're really like empathetic towards people and people understand that you, that you are, um, they'll come to you because they know you're not going to judge them. They, they know that you're a pillar of support for them. And that's usually what, what people need. They need support in, the, in those trying times. I'm going to be there for, for my buddies. Or I'm going to be there uh, for these people that are kind of going through a hard time um, because it's the right thing to do. And if not me, then who? Mm-hmm. Um, so to take initiative to be empathetic is, I think, super important, which is uh, changed uh, a lot, it, even in myself. Um, instead of just judging people for their issues, you know, it's really easy to judge and just be like, Oh, here this person goes again, you know, like, and they have a rant or they have their, their, uh, their mood again, but to really go and find out and understand, well, what's going on, what's going on with this? Why, why are they acting the way that they are? Not just getting mad because they're acting the way that they are, um, really changes everything because then you see the, the world around you in a different light. Everyone has a battle that they're fighting that, that you know nothing about, you know, so why not just mm-hmm. be present, uh, for those people and, and be, uh, that voice or that shoulder to cry on or, or that ear that they need to talk about. Be yeah. there. Just be there. Just, Just be, be there. present. You know yes. what I mean? So empathy is super, uh, super important. It's the first one that we're talking about um, because it's it's the most relationable one, mm-hmm. right? Um, so empathy. So number two, we got positivity. This has not been easy either. <laughs> um, I know... Um, uh, I think when you're surrounded by uh, when you're surrounded by negativity, it's easy to start seeing the whole world through a negative lens rather than a positive lens. And it goes back to what I was just talking about, about judging people, um, not seeking out their problems or, or seeing what their side of the story was. But if someone said something that I didn't agree with or that wasn't my idea or that went against my idea, I would just block them out as negative. Like you're now on my negative list. You know, like I have my positive list. These are like my boys. These are my homies. Uh, these are my friends that I'm cool with. And you just move to the negative list and I don't really want to deal with you anymore instead of trying to come to a place of understanding. But when I started to switch that to a positive, positive lens, like everything just changed. And I think even my demeanor, like, mm-hmm. like just more open. I started to, like it sounds dumb, but I just started smiling more and it feels good to just smile without, I used to only smile if someone made me laugh or if I was trying to like impress Scotty or something like that, <laughs> or I was around her, I would just smile. Um, but like, I never used to just do it for like little things. And now I find myself just smiling more. It's easier to smile and to be positive. And I get a better reaction out of people when I'm positive rather than when I'm trying to yeah. be strikingly negative. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, both Juan and I, we, we give talks and stuff like that, and, we, and we've had that experience. I I love the expression of people, like, after telling a good joke, you're like, because then they laugh and they're all happy, and then you kind of got them, like, they're attached they're to, like, hooked. oh, they're hooked, you know? No one, but then there's that the opposite side of it, where you got, like, the Gary V's and the Tim Grover's and the Andy Frisella's, uh. where it's it's negativity, but it's motivation, but that's, that's their end. And sometimes you do need to get kicked in the butt a little bit, you know, to kind of, um, to get you up and going again. But I found... I can relate to both, uh, but being more of a positive person in every aspect of life um, has really changed for the better. And especially when it comes to setting goals, when it comes to reaching goals and stuff like, oh, I hit this milestone. I feel good about myself. I feel like, yes, it's not, I'm not where I'm at yet, but I can celebrate the little wins. Whereas before I would be like, I didn't, 
I didn't lose 60 pounds in a month. So I'm just going to be all Debbie Downer. You know, I didn't hit instead. Yeah. And then just quit instead of now just like, Hey man, I got five pounds. I got 10 pounds. Cool. Let's keep going, you know, and celebrating the little stuff. So just the outlook has completely changed with being more positive. And I'm sure my friends that have been around me now have seen that change in me. It's just like, like, I'm tired of being negative. Like literally it tires me out. Like being negative drains me and I just kind of feel like tired. Whereas like, I'd rather be positive because then it keeps, keeps me going, keeps the blood flowing and just, yeah, it's just, I'd rather be happy than, than a Debbie Downer. No, no bro. Same man. Positivity is crazy. It's, it's the best thing for you. It's the one thing we most need, but yet it's the one thing we most hide from. Mm-hmm. You know, I read that. I read that some other point. And I read that someone in a blog, and I was like, oh, "This is so true. It's what we need. It's what we want. It's what we desire, but we don't. We we run from it. We hide from it." Because I've never met any person like, "Hey, you want to be sad and miserable your whole life?" <laughs> yeah, count me in. I've, you ask anyone, it's <laughs> like, me up for that. if they say yes, then you need to get them a therapist. You need to get them to get a psychologist. <laughs> At least uh, for the longest, whether people knew it or not, I was really pessimistic, man, because I like to laugh a lot um, to the point that I I look at memes on a daily. That's like my thing. I, I send memes to everyone because like you have to see this just in general. You know, um, sometimes I'm driving and I think of a meme and I'm laughing on the way to a delivery. It's just ridiculous. Um, when it comes to positivity, I think what, what changed it for me was um, I was having a good talk with my buddy Ricardo. Um big guy man just doing great things and he's helping his kids out um i it was in december like the whole month of november and december i was without a job and he was like hey bro you want to help me out building a shed or whatever and i'll give you a side job pretty much long story short on a drive home from home depot he was like hey you know what juan things aren't going your way but you need to stop using that as a crutch and start doing something about it people have had it worse people have have gone up have rate have been raised the way you have with actually with a little bit less than what you have and they've they're doing great things i know you're gonna do great things but you have to stop using your your problems as a crutch as to why you can't get ahead in life you know just be positive and the moment he said that everything just switched for me because no one had ever said that no one had ever had like in a sense excuse me for my language no one had ever had the balls to tell me that like but the fact that this guy did is just like someone that I respected and looked up to, you know, and he told me that I was like, no, you're right. And everything changed, bro. Starting January, I think I've told you guys before on the previous episodes, I was like, as soon as I heard that a week later, two weeks later, I applied to two jobs. Boom, I got them both. And I was just grinding January, and February, you know. Yep. And ever since then, I was like, he's right. I need to stop being really pessimistic and just start being positive and start working towards it. You know, because people say, oh, positivity, it is a state of mind. But it's also an effort. You have to work towards it. And I think when people positivity, it just gets like a bad rap because you think of the guy from Parks and Recreation. What's his name? Chris Traeger. Chris Traeger. Which <laughs> he isn't a bad guy. You know, he's just really positive in the sto- in the whole show, whatever. You know. But just people just it just gets a bad like bad rap. And like, oh, they're probably tree huggers or a bunch of millennials who don't know. No, and it's just positivity has nothing to do with any of that. It's just you know what? There's negativity. There's negative things out there. There's things that are going to bring you down. But the fact that we're positive, like, you know what? There's something great that's going to come from this. Yeah. The whole something, things happen for a reason. And I'll find out in the future when this, when I realize that. And I think for me, what did it was, I go back to my twins. For those of you guys who know me, know that my parents aren't together. They split. My mom lives with her boyfriend. My dad, me and my dad live together, you know? And I come to think of it now. My mom gave birth to two beautiful twins. They're my, they're my half brothers. So that means I have one whole brother, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So 
And I, the moment I held them, the moment I saw them grow to the moment I see them walking, just teething or crying or whatever, it's crazy because once you're you're in love, like I mean, in love for real. There's a song by J. Cole called um, She's Mine Part 2. You guys should definitely listen to J. Cole. That song is amazing. I'm fall, I fall, I fell in love, but don't catch me. And it's just I, I held the babies. I held them both. And I think back and like, wow, thank you, God, for allowing that to happen. I see it now. My mindset is different because if that hadn't happened, they wouldn't be in my life. And I told my friends I'd go through this all over again if it meant knowing this was going to happen. And that's the mindset that I have now. Okay. I got fired from this. Maybe right now I'm not going to school. It's okay. In the future, I'm going to stay positive. And in the future, I'm going to realize why I didn't go to school when I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I want a new car, but I'm going to realize in the future why things happen. Oh, I'm not with this person anymore who I thought was the love of my life. I'm not with her anymore. But in the future, in a few years, God willing, I'm going to see why. And I think that's the mindset that I have when it comes to positivity is sure things happen. Bad, bad stuff is going to happen. But that always happens for a reason. There's yeah. always a greater outcome because the way I see, you know, especially if you're religious, you know, even if you're not, you know, the universe has your back, you know, but if you're like a Christian, God doesn't give you what you can't handle. You know, it says it in Jeremiah. I don't know what chapter it is. What verse says, um, I know the plans I have for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, plans for prosperity, plans for your happiness. Yeah. You know, God, God wants us to be happy more than we do. Mm-hmm. And, it could be so easy to God if you love me. Why you be to be so negative and blame God? Like first of all, you don't even go to church. <laughs> Second of all, you don't even pray. How are you blaming God? You know, but just realizing, you know what? If you maybe you believe in a higher power, if you're atheist or whatever, know that the universe has your back. You know, but for those of us who are Christian, those of us who are Catholics, you know, God has your back. God knows exactly what He is doing. Yeah, He is permitting certain things. And I think as a Christian, as a Catholic, you have to be positive, bro. There's no other way around it, bro. Like, yeah, I can only like. There's no other way because if I remember uh, sister sister Anna Rosa was giving uh, a talk about this and she joy, says joy yeah yeah about joy is all there's no such thing as as a basically there's no such thing as like a sad Christian or something like that yeah, it's like it doesn't you, exist yeah it doesn't like because if you're really a Christian then you're, you should always be joyful exactly be, because of what you believe in be, mm-hmm. because of the hope that we have and that we found and stuff like that but the reward is greater than the pain that's the way that's the when I think of positivity I just think of that yeah like. I don't know why things are happening right now. I could be negative, but I'm not. No, I'm not. Because I know in the future I'm going to look back and thank you, God, for letting this happen. Yeah. And that's where I'm at right now, man. Those twins are a blessing, but double the blessing is dang. At least for me, that's, I don't know. You have, I think if you take, you're listening to this, once you finish hearing this podcast, take a seat, sit down, be quiet, and start to look back like, oh, these are happening for you, not against you. Ed Milet. Yes, there it is. Where are you at, Ed Milet? Give us a follow. It's just that it's just we realize that things are happiness for for us, not against us. And I think with our new mindset, with the whole positivity in our mind, like that's what we want to do. We start to see it because before we were that negativity just blinded us. We never saw even if something good happened. Oh, it's not going to last. And it's just no stop. You're not going to get anywhere with that. But now, yeah. Oh, bad things happening. All right. Now that's where I get stronger. This is where the most growth happened. Growth happens. I'm ready. Yeah. As a whole was that picture with the wolf with the arrows. Oh, low, this low. was me before. And this was me before. Now me, like, yeah, before yeah. one arrow brought me down. Now nice. you need like a whole bunch of them because that's just nothing's gonna bring me down. Only me. But why would I do that? Yeah, yeah. On my way to the top, you know. Exactly. Stay positive, guys. Yeah. Or find another person who's negative and two negatives make a positive. I guess if you're into science. But let's be real here. Be positive, guys. Stop <laughs> being be positive. negative, man. Dang. As hard as that may sound, start. Number three, confidence. 
Yep, yep. Confidence is like so big. If we're not talking about weight and we're not talking about fitness or anything like that, the two of us are like uber confident. And to the point where sometimes it it's can annoying. get a little. <laughs> yeah. Like Victor annoying. Yeah. Dang. And it's just like that guy's on another level. But um, For real. <laughs> but I think it's important. And in the sense of like, I'm really glad that this happened to me. It was like, it was one of those things that looking back, I didn't really see the effects of it until, uh, or when I was living it, I didn't see the effects of it until I looked back when I was a lot older. But when I was growing up, my mom would always uh, come into my room or whatever. And, or when she would drop me off at school and she'd always say, um, she was like, you're a leader. Like, don't ever be a follower. Like you're a leader. And she would always tell me that even when I was in like third grade and in third grade, I didn't really get it. I was like, whatever. Cause even in third grade, you're still trying to figure out your social circles and, you know, trying to be part of the cool kid club or whoever had the coolest looking marbles. You'd go hang out with those the Pokemon marbles. Yeah. Steelies. The Pokemon cards that I never really got when I was younger because <laughs> they were the wrong ones. Anyways, um, but always that, right? It's like, oh, you're a leader. Don't be a follower. So when I finally got, I think when it, when I got to high school, for sure when I got to high school, just opportunities came up where they needed someone. They needed someone to play music. Cool, I'm going to go do it. I know I play music. I know I'm, I'm confident in my skills. I'm going to go do it. They need someone to sing. I can go sing. They need someone to give a talk. Well, I've never given a talk, but I know my parents have done it. So, you know, I'm sure there's something in there. I'm just going to do it. And all that kind of led to, for me personally, I didn't wait for someone to kind of show the example. I just threw myself into a lot of things first. Um, And it was because I was confident in my skills. I'm confident in uh, what I could bring to the table, what I can offer to other people, um, whether it's my experience, whether it's... um, you know, the way I talk, whether it's my talents, I'm one of those people that believes that the talents that you, that you have were given to you by God to use for other people to, to use outside of yourself. Um, even when I was younger, I was, I always had the mentality of like, I, I grew my own self-confidence when it came to things that I was good at. So like music was something that I'm, I could say I'm good at. Um, so I'm really confident when it comes to that, you know, and I see other people that aren't confident in that. And uh, sometimes it's hard for me to understand like why, but I put myself in their shoes. It's like, okay, like either they're still learning or they didn't practice as much as I did, or they weren't surrounded by it as much as I did. So they come from a different perspective, you know, um, or speaking like now with speaking, like I do speaking gigs at the church all the time, you know, different youth groups and um, with the business. I mean, mm-hmm. at, at the office, I mean, it made me realize one initiative, like no one's going to do it for me. So I'm going to do it myself. But also I am so confident in my skills that I'm not even scared to do this, you know? So I was up, yeah, I was shaking a little bit, right? Everybody has nerves, but I know I can perform. I know when it's time to make things happen, I show up. Like if someone needs something, I show up and I get it done to the best that I can do. Um, I really hate people that, that do things half ass. Um, that's it. That's one of a pet peeve of mine. It's like Mm -hmm. either do it all the way or don't do it at all. Like there's no reason just to do it half halfway. Um, and I'm so I'm really confident in myself when it comes to those things. I know what I'm good at, and I also know what I'm not good at. Right? I'm very self-aware when it comes to that. So I'm not going to go and volunteer myself for something that I have no idea how to do. You know, because I know I'm going to bomb. <laughs> yeah. You know, but at the stuff that I am good at, I work on that. If it wasn't for you know speaking for 14 years, playing music, you know, in front of people for 14 years, and all this other stuff, I wouldn't have the confidence I have now to do this stuff. I wouldn't have the confidence to talk on this podcast. You know, but I've I've lived a lot. I just have a lot of confidence in myself and just hearing that 
from other people, not that I need it, but especially like from my wife, like when she tells me something like, yo, you did really good or hey, you, you did good up there or whatever. It's like, okay, then I'm on the right track, right? Because mm-hmm. if I can affect someone that's so close to me, then imagine what it could be for people that are a little bit farther away. Like what are they taking away from it or how are they reacting to it? Um, and this isn't to like toot my own horn or anything like that. It's just like with certain things, I do have that self-confidence where like I trust myself. Like I trust myself to do these certain things and that's helped me out tremendously right now in wanting to, you know, start a new business, wanting to start this podcast and know like, Hey, I can do it. We can do it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's going to happen. If I have to learn how to mix audio and how to upload a podcast, like I really want to do it. And I trust myself that I'm going to figure out a way to do it. And we're here. Right. Hey so, um, but confidence plays a big thing, man. And no one wants to follow anyone that's not confident. Like exactly. you never see any leaders that are just kind of like, well, what do you guys think? Uh, what should we do this? Or it's like, no, this is what we're going to do. They like, don't last. If you find them, they don't last. They don't last. Right. Even like some of the worst people, you think like Stalin and Hitler and Mussolini and all these guys, like why did people follow them? Because of their confidence. confidence. And I'm not comparing myself to them. <laughs> like I'm not to saying that, no, <laughs> no, but it's just like, it's the confidence. It's, it's attractive to people because especially if you don't know something, you're going to follow the guy that knows. If I want to be successful in a type of business, I'm going to follow the guy who's successful and the most confident at it because he's got it down. You know, I'm not going to follow someone that's that's kind of in and out yeah. and I'm not too sure. And maybe that. No, like get out of my way. Get, get me to the next guy, you know, um, and that's what you need. You know, you need that confidence for yourself, but also for the people that are looking up to you. Right. Because they're counting on you. Even if you don't think there's anyone looking up to you, there is. If you're an older sibling. If you're the oldest sibling, people are looking up to you. Your siblings are looking up to you. Um, and it all starts there, developing that skill. you know. But for me, it was from very early getting that into my head. Hey, you're a leader. You're not a follower. From the very beginning, um, it's a lot of that like, I don't know, like hypnosis type thing or I don't know what it is. But to the fact that I just know that, okay, if no one's going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I know I can rally people around me to do it too. So yeah, confidence is really big. Confidence is key. Key to success. Huh, DJ Khaled? <laughs> he doesn't have any. And he probably does all the snatches puts. Anyways, but I think for me, I guess definitely I'm the same boat. I can relate to a, a lot of the things you said. Confidence in, in general, you know? Uh, for me, it's more of the whole of confidence that the confidence to speak up. Even if I get the wrong answer. Confidence like, hey, you know what? You're messing up. Even like, if they're older than me even if hey i know you're messing up having that confidence in myself that self-affirmation that you know what i know this is wrong i know this is bad i'm gonna let you know and confidence in myself to keep what is it keep my responsibilities compromisos how do you say that in english uh keep my word yeah keep your confidence in my word if i tell you i'm gonna do something i am gonna be there even if you tell me a week in advance and there's a party that friday that you needed my help I'm still going to be there, you know, um, that's just because that's just who I am. I'm confident in the fact that I'm confident in the, that I'm going to get stuff done. I'm going to have accomplished goals. And if you ask for my help, I'm confident in the fact that I'm going to help you out. And it's just in the whole self-esteem as well. You know, it goes hand in hand. You know, I know what my worth is. I know what I will tolerate and I know what I'm not going to tolerate. And if it doesn't fit me, then I'm confident enough to walk away because I know I deserve better, you know. And especially when it comes to like, especially with this podcast, you know, confident that i have something of value to offer each and every one of you guys that's just that was just major key especially when we started talking about it and planning it like the confidence this is going to take up 
take off. We're like, we're like eighteen episodes in. Yeah, it's a just, lot. <laughs> that's a lot, guys. Like, and beforehand, our confidence was there, but it wasn't, in a sense, put into action. It was just there whenever we gave a talk, whenever we were out with the buddies. Or whenever we just drank confidence at the parties, you know, <laughs> <laughs> liquid courage, liquid courage, guys. <laughs> you know, I think we're at the point now that we're confident enough and we know who we are. We know what we're worth and new and we know what we have to offer to the point that we want to share with other people. And I think that's that is a very important thing that individuals need to have. Even if you don't have the confidence like us to go and stand in front of a room of people of 30, 40 or 50 individuals and give a talk. I think we're at that level, at least for me, when I when I give a presentation, my confidence is to the point that I, it, it, at one point, I started off giving a talk saying, hello, my name is Juan. I come from a family of three, and out of those three, I'm the best looking one there. <laughs> and people would just laugh like that was joking, and I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm being for real. Like, have yeah. you seen my other siblings, you know? <laughs> and it was always just like that, you know, me talking about myself, you know? But not to be conceited, not out of my vanity, but because I know my self-worth. Yeah. It's just, I think that's just uh, knowing who created me and why I was made. It's just like, yeah, this guy doesn't make trash. You know, the Lord does not make trash. And just realizing that in my heart, like, okay, my confidence just boosted up. And I think it just helps out knowing the people that I hang out with are confident. You know, the guy, I have to give it to him. I don't know how he does it. This guy takes it to like a whole nother level was Victor. Like, man, I think if he was a girl, I probably wouldn't like talk to him. But this guy, I don't know. I I really look up to the guy. He's very confident in his self worth, and just like I feel like not weird, but I feel like I need to step my game up every time I hang out with them guy. I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> this guy's just like I would just text this person, and they're gonna reply, and sure enough, they do. That's why Prosper is gonna be a priest, right? Or he's looking into becoming the priest. Yeah. Or praying for you, fam. Hopefully, you do it. Do it for all of us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, confident. If you don't have it, find ways and find ways. Find it. Everyone. We're all called to be confident. You know, maybe we're shy. Maybe we're just afraid of what people will think like, oh, is this really you? Since when? You've changed. Yeah, like, yeah I've changed, but for the better. Mm-hmm. Can you blame me? If uh, Get mad at me when I don't change because then no one wins. Yeah. It's, be confident, guys. Be confident. You have something to offer. Don't be afraid. And the last one is. Most important one, man. Yeah. I was I was thinking about this. The most important one. Passion. Passion. Why are we talking the way that we're talking? Why are it? It's all passion. Why? 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 Like, I hope for each one of you out there listening that you find something that you're passionate with, uh, that you're passionate about. Because once you do that, it it completely changes you. Your outlook on everything. It's way easier to be positive. It's way easier to. Uh, be confident in yourself. It's way easier to be empathetic because you find your passion. You know, this is this is the thing that makes you tick. This is the thing that you know brings you happiness. This is the thing that you want to talk about all the time and that you want to do. And I think for me, for me, my my first passion was music. So like uh, I learned music at a really young age, and that's all I did. That's all I talked about. Every time I introduced myself to someone, I would say, "Oh yeah," and I play guitar. Oh yeah. And I do this or especially at, at the youth groups and stuff like everyone always saw me with a guitar. Um, and that was just my identity. And it went from that to really getting into my faith. And the more I started really getting into my faith, I became so passionate about it. I kept buying books. I kept reading deeper. 
and it made me want to share it. It made me want to go out and, and talk about it. Look what I learned. Look, this is the new thing. Isn't this cool? You know, um, this is works with this and this, and this is why this. And when, when you find that passion about something, you just want to keep talking about it. You want to keep sharing it with everyone. But passion is so important. I think for us now, it's like the podcast. I mean, I was talking to Juan. I was like, it feels so good just to kind of talk and let things out. And, you know, this is what I'm thinking. This is what we're feeling. This is what we want to talk about. Um, and to be able to have a space to put it out there. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening and, mm-hmm. and, and for doing that. We're not ending right now. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's just like it's, it's really, uh, man, it's almost like therapeutic. And you know? rewarding rewarding that's the word that's the better word it's really rewarding um to do that and i found like like a new passion with this podcast and it's so funny because at first i was really hard because I, I was trying to you know share this with all my family and friends and stuff like that and some of us some of them don't even know what a podcast is <laughs> so i don't blame them um but then when i kind of stopped sharing and i just kept going i was like okay like maybe not everyone that I thought was going to follow is following, but I'm going to keep putting stuff out. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I know new people are out there finding it and you get the random, uh, conversations. Like the people will stop us and they'll be like individually, you know, and they'll be like, Hey, uh, you know, I found you guys' podcast. You know, I really like what you guys are talking about, you know, keep it up, you know, keep going. And it's just like, wow. Like I wasn't Mm -hmm. even thinking about you when we started this, (laughs) you know, like, but the fact that you found it and you found value, it's like it, it drives us to keep going. And um, it's just so awesome. Like, I, I really hope that you find something you're passionate about, you know, whatever it is. Don't sell your stuff short when it comes to your passions, man. But give your passions a chance. I think a lot of people, um, they're like, they find their interest in stuff, but they allow the real world and stuff to kind of get in the way. And they're like, I'm not going to follow my passions because I got other stuff to do. No, like it, it's going to bring so much value to your life and so much uh, fulfillment in your life when you start to kind of like allow your passions to um, you allow yourself to like touch your passions and to and to and to really start to experience that stuff. Dang, passion, passion. Uh, for me, the main the first one that I had would be music. It was a way of me expressing myself. But then I felt like it was it wasn't enough. I was like, this can't be, my life cannot just revolve around music, you know? And that's when I started getting deeper into my faith. And that really just took control over me. I was just like, you know what, God, here I am. Have your way with me, you know, do what you want with me. And sure enough, he did, man. I started getting involved in youth groups, leadership, and everything I was doing for whatever reason. I was 16, 17 years old. You know, we were tight on money, but I always found a way to get to the youth groups, you know? And that became my passion to the point that I pretty I was for like seven, 16 all the way to like 19 and even 20. Every day I was at the parish, like whether Monday, Monday at Recollection, Tuesday at TOB, Wednesday at NYC. Then I went to the Adoration afterwards, Thursday Confirmation, Friday. Well, uh, they had those rosaries with Grupo de Jovenes in Spanish. Saturday you had Grupo de Jovenes and Sunday you had Recollection in Spanish. I practically lived at the church. And there came a point where, like, oh, you love the church so much. Why don't you marry it? And you know what? You're right. <laughs> Why don't I? Why don't I? And I started during the discernment group to, like, look and see if I was called to be a priest. And, you know, obviously I wasn't. I'm still here. But for the longest, you know, that's my passion for that hasn't gone away. It's still there. You know, so everything that I am doing right now, sure, I, I want to go to school eventually, maybe. 
Um, I want to start up a business for the money. Of course. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you, it's not all about the money. Uh, yeah. But you're not going to pay your bills with hugs and kisses. Are you, you know, I want to find a job where I'm able to continue to do my passion. You know, yeah. sure. Maybe my job isn't, wasn't to, maybe my passion wasn't to be a priest. Maybe that wasn't that's what, I, what I was being called to do. Okay. Then I'm going to find another way to continue to do my passion. You know, and people, I talk to people all the time. What about school? Like, what about, you know, what about the church? Yeah, I'll get there, you know, but I have to find a way. I'm 23. I have to find a way to pay bills. You know, I have to find a way to work, but also have my passion in the background, you know? Yeah. Uh, the great example of this would be Ricardo. I mentioned this. He is going to be, he hasn't got back to me, but Ricardo, by God, I'm going to get you on this podcast. <laughs> uh, he worked his ass off 20s, 30s. Like the way Gary V said it, also in your 20s, building your 30s, chill in your 40s. This guy, it's Monday, Memorial Day. I kid you not. He's probably out there golfing right now with Father Saji. Yeah. That's an every Monday thing. Mm-hmm. I know every Monday, oh, I'm not going to call you. Why? It's Monday. You're golfing with Father Saji. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to go grill a steak or ribeye. That's the way he calls <laughs> it. I'm going to go get a ribeye. You know, and he helps out at the parish a lot. And it's just, he's also a confirmation teacher, Wednesday Bible studies. And it's just like, that's what I want. Yeah, I want to be able. I want my life to revolve around the church, but I need to find a way to like uh, economically to be able to do that. Yeah, and that's what I'm working on. Everything is sure. It's not for my greed. It's not because I want the money. I can care less about the money. You know, more money, more problems. But why not? Uh, I'm doing it because eventually I want my life to revolve around the church. Mm-hmm. I want to give back to the church because if without me and my faith in God and without Saint Joachim, especially, I have a love for Saint Joachim. You yeah. know, they're gonna build a new church. But I'm still going to be faithful to St. Joachim because without mm-hmm. them, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Yeah. And it's just, I keep that. That's the bigger picture that I have in mind. And everything that I do, is this job going to help me help out at the church? Like earlier, I was talking to my buddy Victor. We were on the phone. And I was like, hey, bro, so are you going to work for the summer? He's like, yeah. And I was like, hey, you should come back to Domino's. They'll hire you. They're, they have they have good hours. He's like, nah, because I still want to volunteer at the church. Mm. And that hit me. I was like, dang, this guy. He knows his priorities are set. Yeah. And I think I think for me, I think I let go of that for like a while. Just money hungry. Sure, yeah. the money's there, but it's, I'm not, not saying it's not fulfilled with it, paying my bills. But I think now it's just like kind of like a, a, was that? I clicked. Like I need to work so that I can be able to give back to the church that has given me so much. Yeah. And that's what I'm passionate to this day. I'm so passionate about it. Like anything with like any other passion, like any other thing. There's just ups and downs. There's the dry uh, there's like I think in what is it in Christianity they call it the dark night of the soul is that mm-hmm. what you call it like the St. John of the Cross St. John of the Cross like yes yeah, so I'm still here I still go to mass I receive every Sunday but there's something missing you know Yeah. I think we've all been through that and I've been going through that as well but I still don't give up I still push forward I still move on you know and that's my focus now is finding a job or finding a way to make income so that I can give back to my parish yep more than anything, give my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so funny because people criticize like, oh, St. Joe comes, oh, the church is this, the church is that. Why can't they help me? Yeah, like People are so quick to criticize, but they're so slow to help out. At least for me, that's what I'm passionate about, my faith. I'm passionate about, especially more than anything, helping out, especially in confirmation, you know, helping out those, I can say kids now because they're, I'm like 23, you know, before I was 19, helping them out, you know, and just leading, being God's wingman. Yeah, I like that. It's that's just, good. I'm piping Jesus up so that they they can eventually like enter into a relationship. Falling with, with fall in love with him. And yeah. if I if I do something wrong, it's on me. 
Yeah. I like that sense of responsibility, but it's also very, very intimidating. Is if I do something wrong, it's on them. If I, if I give a lecture and I half-ass it, when it could have helped someone, it's on me. You know, so at least for me, that's what I'm on right now. Like I'm, I'm looking into finding a way that I can help myself financially, but also be involved with the parish. Definitely. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's what happens when you're passionate, man. You start thinking less of yourself and it's more about what you can do for other people. Exactly. That's it for all of us today. Make sure to find us, uh, iTunes, Google play everywhere. We can be found Instagram journey to the top podcast, follow us, share us. Uh, if you, uh, found value in this podcast, you know, share it with a friend. Let them know. Maybe they need to hear this. Maybe you just slip it to them unintentionally. You know, they need some help yeah. with stuff. Be like, hey, I think you should listen to this. Listen to these guys. They might have something for you. Um, but if you found value, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us out. Get this out to more people. But yeah, so from me and Juan, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. We will catch you in the next one. Peace.